G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we are here for the first of our song review series and rankings for 2020, Dale. Yes, for Eurovision 2020, which we all know now doesn't exist. <laughs> the ghost contest. The ghost, the phantom contest, <laughs> indeed. Now, normally, Michael, we do have um, a podcast series with an episode for every country where we review if they're going to make it out of the semi-finals, mm, well. what their staging is going to look like. That's all been taken care for us, isn't <laughs> it? <yeah. laughs> it really much has. But you know what? We didn't want to lose um, to reviewing these songs. These songs shouldn't disappear completely, mm-hmm. so we've still gone ahead and rank them and we've done that with the other members of the Aussie Vision team so all up 11 of us ranked didn't we we did so it's not just us we will talk about our rankings while we talk about the songs but obviously we'll have the ranking via the team and we'll judge their rankings accordingly <laughs> heavily <laughs> so the way we did this everyone ranked first to 41st jury style one point down to 41. So that's how this has all worked out. And so today we're going to go through 41st to 30th. Yes, the big hitters. <laughs> well, not according to our team. Apparently, apparently so. But anyway, without further ado, because we've got to get a few through a few songs here, let's start. This is 41st. There we go. Coming in last place of 41st is Georgia with Torniki Kipiani and Take Me As I Am. Michael, do you agree where the team has ranked this? Um, pretty much, <laughs> to be honest. Um, look, with this song, I, I mean, I'll give it... I'll give Georgia their due. This feels genuine to him as an artist, and this feels almost genuine to kind of brand Georgia. So good on them for going, no, we'll do what we want. Um, it obviously doesn't pay off in results for them, does it? Because <laughs> they haven't qualified for the last three times, and I would have said this wouldn't get through either this year. Mm. Look, some people like it. It's not for me, really. The song does absolutely nothing for me. It's a total skip in the playlist, unfortunately, for me on this one. Look, I do agree with you in terms that this is brand Georgia and it probably doesn't work for them. I do feel that this is a little bit more towards Eurovision, though. This has got a very heavy sound, a very kind of like um, heavy rock metal sound with an almost Eurovision cheesy lyrics kind of thing going on. Lyrically bad. Yeah, but like it's kind of got a bit of guilty pleasure about that because it's such a juxtaposition between the two. I quite enjoy that element of it. I, I like them running through each country, the German, the Italian, the Spanish. Look, you remember it. I think it's memorable. Maybe not, not likable. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I. It's not the worst in here by far. I, I mean, according to the team, it is. But I, I actually think there was something here, and potentially they really did very well with their staging last time, year. And this could have been a lot better than maybe the studio gave because I think his vocal would have been really good. I'll, I'll, I will. Yeah, agree with that. Georgia has a good reputation with their staging, I think, generally. Uh, they had a bit to work with on this one. So it probably wasn't a complete lost cause, but it was up against it, I think. It certainly was. Well, where did you end up ranking this? Did you agree with the team? Um, I wasn't far off. I gave this 40th out of the 41. <laughs> okay. 
God, that's hard. I told you, it didn't work for me. Well, again, I, as I said, I really enjoyed this. Um, for me, it's uh, 29th out okay. of the 41. So, mm. made my top 30. Okay, well, that's, yeah, mm, interesting. And look, most people agree with you, Michael. There were four people who gave this last place, including Liv, who said it was genuinely painful to listen to, <laughs> which I think was quite a push. But look, two people put it in the top 20, a 13th and an 18th. Okay. Very much around the emotive quality of the, the voice and the, the and the and some of the language, um, Ruby Gate called it a chaotic mess, mm. but it was done right, and uh-huh. I kind of agree with her there. It was a bit messy, but it was it kind of worked in a way. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't right. work for me so much, and it didn't work for the team overall. Forty first. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to fortieth. Some people think our love is freaky, freaky, freaky. They say we crazy. I must be faking, but you and I will like it. Freaky, freaky, freaky. Well, that was San Marino, Freaky by Senit Dale, second last from the crew. What did you think about this one? You know what? This says something a lot that, that that this is our second worst song because I actually don't think this this is that bad. Um, it's just very C grade disco bop, and there's something a little bit dated about it for me. It's a bit fun, but it's a bit forgettable. Um, I quite enjoyed it in the head-to-head battle of the national final San Marino did. I think she would have brought a really energetic performance. Mm. Uh, I do like it when it comes on. I don't skip it. But I just don't seek this out at all for me. So, sorry, it just didn't. It just didn't grab me in the end. Yeah, look, I kind of agree. I've written here pleasant enough disco fluff. Really, it goes in in fills three minutes of your time in one ear, straight out the other. And you're right. I've got here ultimately forgettable. Really, I mean, it's good. It's San Marino good. That's like, <laughs> as far as some of the stuff they've sent, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, that, you know. that's true. It, I mean, they've only qualified twice for the grand final. Mm. So, you know, you'd have to be amazing to, to qualify for a San Marino good, mm. really. <laughs> so that did it last year. Well, yeah, but that, yeah. that brought something interesting. And look, Liv, another one who've ranked this very low, said, very confused what San Marino's doing here with this dated disco vibe because mm. they have sent quite a few entries in this kind of ilk. Yeah. Like, what's brand San Marino now? Yeah. You know, like, Moldova's the kind of, like, fun stuff. Is San Marino this... What's the disco thing about it? Yeah. And also, I've got here, like, I don't... It had no jury appeal for me as this one. And I think it had a little televote appeal. So I don't... I didn't see any recipe for success for this at all, really. Yeah, I think it was definitely going to struggle. But again, as you say, not not the worst that's been sent. Um, this had 15th up to 40th. Mm. Um, one person in the 15th, um, Ali, said it was very modern and up-tempo. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is Fair up-tempo. Enough. There's yeah, no lie, it it's up-tempo. No, no, no um, absolutely not. doesn't mean it's uh, necessarily that uh, that high. Where did you rank it, though? Uh, look, probably the other end of the scale for me. I gave it 37th, so it beat a few home, but it's, you know. <laughs> a few? A like, few. Four. <laughs> four, yeah. That's not too bad. So 37th. And as I say, it's not the worst thing San Marino ever sent, but it really just didn't grab me. Overly. Fair enough. Well, it came in for me 39th place as oh, well. Okay. Ooh, gosh. I know. Right. Talking about 39th, let's move on. And coming in at 39th is.
Well, that was Alicia with Empires for Poland. Michael, what, what did you think about this song? Has this been harshly treated? I, I think there's a couple of things for this one for me. I think I separate the song and the performer because I really like Alicia. I think she's a really good, fantastic vocalist, really, really great vocalist, and, and I'd love to see her come back to Eurovision, to be honest. But this song, I'm sorry, this song's, this song's almost like too old for her. It feels mm. too old. It's, it's, mm. a bit, it's a bit of a Bond theme, old school kind of ballad, and that just doesn't match up with this fresh, young performer. And I just think she needed a, a more modern type of ballad. I mean, no problem with her singing a ballad, but this one, I just feel it's just not... Just not the right fit for her. I, I totally agree. The whole thing from Poland this year was just confusing. Mm. Um, really strange. A very strange national final. And I use the term loosely. <laughs> yes. Karaoke competition, it mm. seemed. Um, and then you got to the final in this lacklustre national final. Um, and wow, the song is just not anything. Yeah. It's this, where's the song? Where's the actual song? Like, I love her voice, and I love her, and I agree with you. And, like, I'd have no problem with her coming back. But this is not good. And a vocal is not a good enough reason to vote a song high. This, this is a song competition. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad a song. It's just maybe that doesn't grab you, really. It's just, it's just kind of there. You know that judge's face? In the performance of this in the national final, that's yeah. my face. For this. Like it really, it just absolutely does nothing for me. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. What did the team think? What did they think about? Well, this they had they this. Well, them? I mean, thirty ninth overall, obviously. Twentieth <laughs> yeah. um, to forty first. Wow. So forty so, first. So it was twentieth of was the best, and pretty much the only thing that people said about it that was good was the voice, which is pretty much what we've echoed here. Yeah, I would. Definitely agree with that, to be honest. Definitely. All right. Where do you rank it? I gave it 36th, so probably not too high up the list. Um, and that's probably mainly for her, not so much the song. Not that I think it's a terrible song, but it's just not great. Well, people ranked it 20th to 41st, and I was that girl, and I'm the one who ranked this last. Oh, wow. 41st, worst song in the competition by far. I'm sorry, oh. I'm not voting for a vocal. I'm voting for a song. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that. We've got one coming up that's a bit of a stinker more than that one, I reckon. <laughs> we can hold on for that one. Stinker, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up, Michael, what next, is it? Uh, number 38 from the team. You are the best in me. Well, that was France, a Mon Ali by Tom Lieb. I'm assuming we're doing the latest version we're talking about, are we? Well, I guess so. <laughs> well, who knows? We don't know what would have happened. No, it was going to be that, that the more French version, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll start off on this one. I'm going to say the song itself, I know it's come in for an absolute clattering, but I just don't think it's that bad. Mm. It's actually quite a solid kind of Scandi ballad, which I think Tom shows he can sing rather well. So I thought as far as the live comes... It could have, probably could have been saved from complete and utter obliteration. Yep. The revamp is interesting. They definitely Frenched it up, mm. which means it was a total misstep when they first announced it. Yep. You know, it, the, the backlash that it copped 
must have like if you were a member of that French delegation you must have been stunned to hear the uh, probably not stunned to hear the absolute vitriol that was thrown at this this song when it first came out but I think the revamp justifies that it was a complete misstep uh, like I don't I think they were genuinely stunned I mean look at the way they they um, they showcase it on the Eiffel Tower yeah. that would not have been cheap to do yeah. they really thought they were onto a really good song here oh, wow. and they were genuinely shocked that people backlash this it was such this such a dated thing particularly the amount of english there and i think the reason people were so annoyed was that um they were going down that uk route of ignoring their music industry Mm -hmm. and it didn't represent them because french music is awesome yeah the music and they've been trying to do that with destination eurovision Mm. this was a complete step away into generic 2012 x factor nothingness such an ill fit for france wasn't it yeah it it just such an ill fit it did not work and i think the the actual production of that original one that was so kind of orchestrally kind of west life of the mid 2000s mm. made it even worse I like, know they thought oh wow this sounds expensive and wonderful and everyone's just like cheesy yeah awful so strange you just wonder yeah. what they were thinking somebody needed a good slap saying that t- saying that I didn't actually mind it it was the it, well I had that big mo- that the, the key change with the pirate you know there's going to be a pirate curtain that moment was terrible but it does stay in your head it does have a nice catchy hook and a nice chorus and I think the improvement with the French really gave it something. And I think this is a song that Eurovision fans, our hardcore ones, don't like. But the average Joe at home would have actually quite enjoyed on the night. I think it would have beaten a couple home. Yeah, probably. Not many, mm. but it would have done better than I think many Euro fans actually have it at. Yeah, I think fans are probably a little harsher judges on this one than perhaps the general public would have been. And it was quite a mix with the team. Mm. So 17th is the highest, okay. down to 41st, two last place, and a 40th as, oh, wow. as well. So, yeah, um, I think Fleur had it last, or second last, and it said, made her angry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's some strong feelings. Well, at least it evoked an emotion. She, um, yeah, she said it was Brian Adams crossed with Christmas. And oh. I mean, I don't think that's a bad mix. <laughs> Um, Steve, of course, being a, a Francophile, uh, he's our French language expert. He actually quite enjoyed it. He liked the French element more. And he said, yeah, a catchy, good song that was being harshly treated. So yeah, I can kind of see where it's coming from there. Fair enough. guess we should talk about our rankings. Yes. For me, no, I didn't, like, it's kind of a bit midfield for me. 24th I gave this. Not too bad. Not too bad. And I think it's probably more for the revamped version than the first version that came out. I, I agree with you there. The elements that I really liked actually pushed this up. I couldn't get this out of my head. And it wasn't just Tom Lee like the song itself um 18th for me i ranked this oh, as wow. second highest in the team one behind steve oh my so goodness, yeah man. i didn't mind this and I'll, I'll i'll wear that i know many people will disagree with I mean, me gosh gosh <laughs> must note that this came last in the og ae australia vote as well yeah. so eurovision fans really weren't going for this dead last from the australian <laughs> fans that is pretty harsh all right okay well let's move on in th- this is number 37 Right, well, that is Austria, Vincent Bueno with Alive. Big fan of this song, aren't you, Michael? 
Clearly not. This is Vincent is no bueno as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry. Um, look, for me, the chorus is okay. That's it. That's all I can say about this positively about this song. The chorus, the, the chorus is okay, and that is it. The rest of it is just a mashup of things that just don't work. It, it's kind of like we've got about five different kind of ideas. Let's all throw them into this funk song, and I'm using inverted commas, and hope it all comes together. Well, it didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm going to say I was concerned when he was announced as the as, as the artist for Austria because one look at his back catalogue, red flags were going off. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think it proved to be the case. I don't think it's as bad as you make out. Oh, it I, is. <laughs> I think there's a couple of songs that were kind of similar, and I'm looking at Germany particularly, who were just way better at, at this song. But Standing Alone, um, and I think in its semi-final, it actually would have probably got through. I oh. think he would have... I know, hear me out here. It, in that semi-final, there was a lot of kind of more like ballady stuff. There wasn't anything really massively up-tempo. It's quite fine the first time you listen to it. It would have then gone to the final and been annihilated by Germany. So I just think it's not... It's got some good, fun hook elements. Um, I don't mind it. I, I really don't mind it. I don't love it. I certainly haven't ranked it very high. <laughs> but it's certainly not the worst of the bunch. I will totally disagree. This was going absolutely nowhere near the final. I just th- Again, there's no jury points here virtually none and I don't think he's got the star power or this song had enough to attract Televote I did not see a road to the top 10 for this I one I think they would have th- he would have thrown everything at this and the fact they've chosen him again for next year means maybe maybe live he's a bit better than we're giving him credit for we know he's not a great songwriter himself but this is obviously not his song or you know he only he had a small part to play in it yep. yeah well I could co-write a song with a couple of lyrics too <laughs> um, but you know I, I don't think it was as terrible as you're making out Oh, I do. <laughs> okay. Well, look, the team ranked at 19th down to 41st. So okay. there was a last place mm-hmm. in there. Um, the highest ranking, well, one of the highest rankings from Emma, she really said it was very Justin Timberlake, Michael Jackson vibes. But she said the first time she listened to it, she liked it, and it just got gradually worse on every <laughs> listen, to the point that I think she was embarrassed that she had ranked it, ranked it 22nd by the time I asked her what her thoughts were. So I think it, it, has, it does have maybe some initial appeal that's where i was running trying to come from no i don't see it all right where'd you rank it i was the one who gave it 41st <laughs> no, not, <laughs> surprise surprise not surprised no, even. i'm sorry this is a this is a honk this is honking <laughs> really really bad so bad and you're right germany made it look even worse okay well go after going in slightly into bat for this song mm-hmm. i only ranked it 36 <laughs> because again it isn't a, it isn't amazing but it just isn't terrible and you know beating home five or six songs this year is is a good effort because overall i think the quality of songs this year is pretty damn good yeah i think it's pretty even pretty even all right that takes us to number 36 release me it's not right to make me stay Belgium, Hooverphonic with Release Me. Probably a bit of a surprise to be down this low in the order, possibly. I guess I'll kick things off on this one. I'm going to say, you can tell there is actually some quality in this song. Mm, and, mm. and you know, this got a, I think it would have had some jury love, minimum. 
it's just such a plodding song though and it, it it promises a little when you first start and you think okay where's this going where's my build where's my moment and it delivers none of that it goes Ab- nowhere absolutely none of it and for me it's kind of like a very dead on arrival kind of thing like where's the life in this i know it uh, i've said this a few times that this is good quality mm-hmm. but it's very much that sunday afternoon i'm going to have a nice glass of wine watch some kind of jazz band, not be that excited by anything, and just let it play in the background. Mm. That's not Eurovision. Yeah, this is a competition. And Hoover Fon, you know, yes, they talked about simplicity of song, but there's simplicity of song, and there's like literally leading us down a garden path to nowhere. Mm. Like, it just goes absolutely nowhere. Really disappointed in this song. Just, oh, no, does absolutely nothing for me. I will appreciate the quality of songwriting and the music in here it's just not for eurovision yeah and so like even there's the, the thing where there's part of the song that annoys me is that they use <laughs> losing game like from last year from last yeah. year yeah. like i mean that's kind of like poking you in the eye every time they say it you know it's like oh stop stop well the team ranked this from 12th to 38th 12th. so there was a 12th in there um Fair that enough. was from fleur um, and also someone else in the um, very high was Steve. And they both said they're a sucker for Bond music. Okay. And I think if you do like that style, it is the one thing that drags you into this song. Both did say it rose in rankings the more and more they listened to it. But at Eurovision, you've only got one chance to hit it. Yeah. Steve himself said, this sounds like something I want to put a tuxedo on, grab a cocktail and watch the sunset listening to. Yeah, he okay. really thought about this wow. one, Steve. <laughs> but that's the problem with the song. Yeah. It's not a background cocktail song. Yeah. This is Eurovision. This is bells and whistles, mm. not sleepy Sundays. Yeah, there's no bells and whistles for me on my one. I gave this one 38th, so... 37th for me as well. I think we probably feel the same. I think we were the two who ranked this the lowest, though. So saying that, 8 out of the 11 people who voted put it in the 30s. So we were pretty much in the same company. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That takes us to 35. That was Croatia, the Vili of Yetre by Damir Kedzu. Dale, what do you think of this one? I really like this. <laughs> I really like this a lot. Um, Damir is a great vocalist, um, and he really puts everything in the performance, and you can really, you really saw that in the national final. Mm. Um, did the song bring us anything new to Eurovision? Not really. Um, big, powerful, Balkan man ballad with a bit of a big key change at the end. Um, but it's got drama. I wish it probably did a bit of that last minute a bit earlier. Like, mm. I, feel, like I feel like that first two minutes drags a little bit. But I, I do find myself going back to watch the performance, maybe not listen to the studio. Yeah. But I think it would have really potentially come quite alive on the Eurovision stage. And I think it had something that other songs didn't have. It had a little bit of an X factor this year because it was bringing something that I guess we don't see that often anymore, These that kind of 2000-style big Balkan power song. Yeah, look, I'm going to agree with the point. I think this is better live than it is in the studio. Mm. Um, you actually, he gives it a bit of power. He sells it. And I think he's definitely one of the better, um, one of the better elements of this whole package. For those who like this genre, this would work. 
It mm. ticks all the boxes it needs to for people that like it. To convert people to this song, maybe not so much. Yeah. I think it's for those who like that Balkan style of music. So for me, it had limited appeal beyond a hardcore group of fans who kind of like that stuff. Mm. Um, and possibly if it was getting, if it went to the contest, I think those neighboring countries around probably would have enjoyed it as well. Yes. So there's some little voting strength there. But overall, would the West of Europe and Australia have, you know, embraced this? Maybe not so much. Uh, for it doesn't matter now, but he was in the first semi, and I think he was pretty much dead on arrival. Unfortunately, because that mm. was such a strong semi. Tough. Semi two, I think he would have had quite a good chance. Mm. Um, but saying that, it goes down as a really good song. I like this kind of style of music, and you're right. For people who like it, they're going to enjoy this. I get it. I get it. The team itself, they had it ranked 15th to 40th. Whoever put it 40th has no taste. Um, but, <laughs> thanks, but, thanks for your votes there, team yeah, members. Yeah, I know, right? No, no, I'll talk about them in a minute. But um, Aaron and Guy both had this high. They had it 15th and 17th, and both really spoke about Demir and the power of it, uh, pretty much echoing what we've said there, mm-hmm. um, that he could really command a stage and do a really good performance there. It was actually Fleur who had it down the bottom, so apologies, Fleur. Um, but it's just a bit like it's she said it's been done before nothing new yeah whatever next i'll agree with that. and I, I get i get that point i think that is a valid point so i i take it back <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay so for my rankings look it's about where i've put it this is 34th for me and having said that that's low for a song i don't mind i don't mm. mind this at all but i just found when i was doing my little mr gerber sorter yeah <laughs> that other songs kept getting ahead of it so yeah. ultimately yeah i just it fell along into that into that slot I know what you mean. I kind of thought in my head that this was almost top 20 for me because I really enjoyed this music and it just other songs kept getting in front of it. Yeah. But for me, it's still overall 25th place. That's good. Um, really Mid- solid midfield. midfield. Yeah. Um, and it kind of feels for me as a midfield song this year. So not the worst. And there's still up in the air if he's coming back. I'd really like to see him back for Croatia. Yeah. Just maybe a slightly more powerful song overall. And modern song maybe. Yeah, hmm. a little bit more modern. Right, well, let's move on. Number 34. Right, well, that was the lovely Uku Suviste from Estonia with the song What Love Is. Michael, thoughts on the song and the, where it's finished at 34th? Yeah, look, I'm probably not so surprised about where it's finished. This one seemed to have could have come along fairly early in the season and then really did run out of some gas, didn't it? Look, for me, from East Lao, this had instant Eurovision stage appeal from that selection straight away. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I can imagine that on the Eurovision stage. But that probably wasn't a good thing because it's just because it's just nothing completely original, really. Um, the public really went for it in Estonia, so you know they, you know, but they liked it. Mm. Um, I think it had had some. It has got some appeal. People probably would have watched it online and gone, okay, that's a solid song, but really, it never really hit the heights, did it? And uh, it's not the most original things. He tries to lift it in mm. the live, but mm. I don't know if he's really got the vocal, the raw vocal power to shoot this into another gear. It, it kind of reminds me in a different way of their same, like entry last year, Storm. Um, a limited jury appeal song with maybe not the greatest vocalist, but a solid vocalist mm-hmm. um, performing. Another good-looking dude. 
kind of similar thing in that way, but this had a more power uh, essence to it. That big power ballad. Um, the lyrics in this, wow, they are very cheesy, I must say. Um, but it probably lent itself to good staging. So I think it would have really lived and died on the popular vote. Um, I personally love it. Look, this is very dated. I totally get it. It's a dated power Eurovision thing. And I know there's only a certain percentage of people who will enjoy that. I am hands up one of those people. <laughs> I also understand why people absolutely pan this song mm. because I, I get it. I mm. see it and I go, yes, I ignore its flaws and enjoy it for the wonderful cheesiness that it is. And you're right, Uku tries to get everything out of this. And I think it would have been a lot better in Rotterdam than it actually was at East Yeah. But um, yeah, we're still always going to be up 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 against it. It's not really a Eurovision fan song. I, I see that. Yeah, the Contopolis Vaughan uh, combination works. It works for some people. They do write some pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty, you know, mainstream in the pocket kind of stuff, isn't it? Indeed. For the team itself, um, they ranked it from 10th to 41st. 10th. So there was a last place there. Um, some of the, the kind of high ones, which we had from Steve and Kyriakos, both said very catchy chorus. Like, it gets hmm. in your head. You sing it after the performance is over and done with. Yeah. Like, you do sing that. Like, it is, it's absolutely powerful. And that, that he tries to get everything out of it. Um, on the other side of things, Guy and Aaron, who both ranked it very low, including a last place, um, Guy said the lyrics are sickening. <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way, not in not, a... S- <laughs> no, he said it was almost like lyrics he would hear in a musical. And I can see that, you know, like... You know, the blue sky and the eyes and the clouds. Yeah, stuff. exactly. The touch of your skin feels like yeah. a cloud. Quite you're moist and sort of neb- no. nebulous, you know. <laughs> then, um, Aaron also said, look, Uku tries to make something out of this and give oomph to a chorus, but basically it's like putting a defibrillator against a tree stump. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So there were some inventive lyrics with this uh, this one. People feel very strongly about it. And I, I, I kind of see why. But do you know what? I, I absolutely love it. Oh, good stuff. So I guess you should rank. If you're confessing your love about it, what did you rank I was I was a 10th. gave it 10th. I gave this 10th. I wow. was the one who gave this 10th place because... I, I it's guilty pleasure man ballad. I absolutely enjoy it. I love it for the song, not just for Uku. Okay, well, you know, I'm not completely panning it. I gave it nineteenth. Mm. Um, it, it was in my ten for a while, but other things started jumping, jumping in front of it. Yeah, look, I, I embrace the cheese. I embrace the the old school kind of Eurovision vibe about this, mm. and yeah, I don't mind it. I actually don't mind it. All right, well, there we go. Some strong feelings there on both <laughs> sides. Um, let's move on to number thirty three. Well, that was Anna Soklic with Voda for Slovenia. 33rd, Michael. Do you agree with the team? What do you think of this song? No, I think it's too high. (laughs) Same. (laughs) What's going on? Uh, Look, as far as the song goes, look, she, the package, she has a really strong voice. Really, really good vocalist. And she's got other stuff on YouTube too you can have a look at. She's an incredible vocalist. And it works for this chorus. Because that is the only part of the song I even remember. Mm. That wailing of Voda that she does mm. is, you know, is memorable and kind of spine tingling. She does it really, really well. But the rest of the song is just a complete and utter flat line for me. 
couldn't remember it, wouldn't be able to tell you how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it has a, I, I've said this, it has a really good recap because you get that recap and it's the one moment of the entire song. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That one thing when she sings Vodda. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that doesn't feel three minutes, people. What a vocalist, though. I will yeah. totally agree. And she looks stunning. And it, I think it would have been performed really well live. But there's just, again, to me, where's the song? Mm. I'm not voting for a vocal. I'm voting for a song. The vocal is one element of this. So I, I'm just, this was absolutely nothing for me. I was surprised at one. The Slovenia national final, it did nothing for me here. Yeah, I kind of agree. How, what did the team think? Well, God, well, fourth to 40th were the, <laughs> it was the range. Wow. We had two people put in the top five, a fourth and a fifth. Um, so I, I did have to find out what, what was going on here. <laughs> yeah, um, wow. It was Aaron and Steve. Both of them, I mean, Aaron said it was a toned down Molodva. I mean, it was so toned down, it was the volume was off, I think. Yeah. Rather. But if, he, instrumental, the, they think obviously there was a bit of a revamp, and I think they absolutely loved that because it gave a bit more power and drama. Very much talking about um, the staging potential as well. Very much talking about her voice. Mm. And I do agree, Steve was the one who raised the staging p- potential, and I could imagine. Use of LEDs and the sweeping and the swirling of water. I mean, Serbia did that last year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but I mean, hello, it's not like people don't copy. Like, I just, I think it could have worked in that way. So I do mm. see their point there. I don't see them why they've ranked a top five, though. Okay. I think that's insane. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Everyone's got different tastes, I guess. I know, I know. Well, I don't know if I was as uh, generous as fourth because uh, 39th for me. This is really only beat a couple home. It just doesn't do much for me at all, unfortunately. No surprise that I've ranked this 40th. Okay. Well, right. Let's move on. Let's go to number 32. <laughs> That was Armenia, Chains on You by Athena Manukian. What do you think of this one, though? Well, I think this is way too low. Way too low. 32, jeez, what's going on, people? It was low in the OGAE Australia one as well. Hmm. Look, it is a genre of music that's not going to work for everybody, and it has some very basic lyrics, and maybe even some slight problematic lyrics. Lyrics are lol. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's interesting. But I like this genre of music, and I like to see it at Eurovision. Hmm. Um, I think that kind of revamp and that music video is amazing. You can't take it off the national final performance. They would have really zoosed this up Hmm. for Rotterdam. Um, it absolutely gets stuck in your head like it really does like it, I really enjoy it I really like what it was bringing to Eurovision and I'm disappointed to see it so low on the rankings yeah look I'm going to concur with a lot of that stuff to be honest I really like this and I always kind of did as soon as I saw it in the uh, selection there in Armenia the revamp did help it look oh I'm really, you know, really spewing this isn't going to the contest because I would have been really... Spewing? You know, <laughs> it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I, would have, I would have been very interested to see how the general public took to this genre of song mm. because it is not your usual Eurovision fair. So whether it just was got completely trashed and said, no, that's not a Eurovision song, or because I think it is... There's some real modern elements to this yeah. from radio music. Totally. And to see this creeping into the competition, I think it's only the first of many that we'll probably see coming out from this kind of genre. So I think it would have been interesting to see how this one went. It would have stood out. I love that. We have a bit of grime. You know, mm. it's good. Like, I mean, I don't 
kind of associate Armenia with this, but like, good, <laughs> bring R&B. something. No, I don't, but who knows? Maybe there's something massive there. Mm. But it would have been a really interesting entry. Um, disappointed not to see yep. it um, on stage. Well, the team ranked it from 8th to 40th. So we don't have the comments for the 40th. They decided not to reveal why they were so mean (laughs) to such a good song. (laughs) Probably didn't want the wrath of us. Um, But Fleur, who ranked it the highest, actually, in eighth place, she said, look, it's pure Eurotrash. Yeah. But she absolutely loved it and catchy as hell. And she just couldn't stop singing it. In public at random times, um, and I'm I'm with you, Flo. I'm like, I'm, you, Mike, you do you sing this at random times all the time as well? <laughs> Those lyrics do get stuck in your head. They're that bad <laughs> that it does get stuck in your head. Where'd you rank it? I gave it 18th for this one, so top 20 for me. Um, yeah, I, I quite like this one. I don't skip this one at all. I'm surprised it's actually as low. I thought you might have been. It might have been creeping towards your 10. Oof. Not that much. <laughs> yeah. For me, this was 23rd. Uh, midfield, good song. Tough year. I think any other year, this would have been like around that 14th, 15th. Really, mm. really enjoyable song. I think on the night, it could have even been higher for me. Yeah, I had uh, faith she would have done quite the performance. Mm. I guess that takes us to a number 31. <laughs> And 31st was Portugal, A Medo de Sentir by Elisa. What do you think of this one, though? This is a really lovely song. Mm. It really is. It's very brand Portugal. Um, beautiful voice, lovely performs, really understated. Very breezy, airy, lovely kind of light song. Um, it just gets lost in Eurovision. Um, you've you've got to have a really powerful version of this, uh, I think, at Eurovision. To me, I think of something like Ojardim, which I thought was really, really, really nice and probably a better version of this song. And that still struggled yeah. um, when you even had the, the good faith of being a host. So I think this would have really struggled on the night. I really like it, but it just really faded in amongst all the other songs this year for me. So mm-hmm. I appreciate the quality. It just doesn't rank highly for me. Okay. Well, this is, again, a bit similar to Georgia. Portugal going to do Portugal, aren't they? And they kind of throw their hands in there and go, well, this is us. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And generally we don't. <laughs> um, this is, this is you're, you're right, your very typical good quality Portuguese ballad. And it's, it's performed well by her. And it's all around a very nice Nice Portuguese package. It just lacks any call to action. Yeah. And as far as winning over a mass audience in Europe goes, this ain't it, you know. But it's still a lovely, lovely song. And I I really personally quite like it, to be honest. Look, it's, I'm impressed it's come 31st overall. Mm-hmm. I think um, in the OGAE Australia um, rankings, it was, I think, 39th or something yeah, was, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so 31st, I think, is high for this song in any of the polls <laughs> I've seen. Um, it ranked from 8th to 38th amongst amongst the team. Uh, Ruby had this as eighth. Um, nice. She said it was very much a really peaceful song she described it as, which I, I, I get that. <laughs> Reminds me of a funeral. <laughs> a peaceful song. Yeah. Atmospheric as well. Okay. But she did also say 
it grew in her rankings over time. So I think mm-hmm. this, again, is a song you need to listen to a few times to appreciate it. And we all know, unfortunately, that doesn't isn't what Eurovision is about. You don't, you don't get afforded that time, do no. you? No. But it doesn't take away from someone's personal rankings. Yeah, I absolutely. understand why songs go up and down. Um, but on the night, it definitely would have struggled. And Portugal would have gone, why have we failed again? <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about your rankings, Dale? Speaking of failures. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I'm actually the one who ranked it lowest. I've got it at 38. Oh. Not because I didn't think it was good. I do enjoy it. Same points as before. It's just There are just other songs that are better. Yeah, fair enough. I was a little more generous. A bit more midfield for me. 26th on this one. Oh, that's quite high. Uh, yeah, I, I really... I think it's a lovely song and I it stood out for me in the uh, selection as well. So, yeah, very nice. Very nice effort. Nice, Portugal. I think <laughs> is the word there. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice don't get you anywhere in Eurovision. <laughs> All right, let's move on. This is the last song we're talking about today. Um, so this is 30th place. Let's have a listen. Well, that was the duo Val um, with the song Davidna for Belarus. I'm actually quite surprised to see this as high as 30th, actually, Michael. What did you think? Yeah, look, this seems to get a bit of a decent reaction from most people, doesn't it? Mm. Look, it's for me, it's it's a very simple song. Very simple. Uh, the catchy, the little hook about it is very simple, and it's got that drop that kind of is simple but works. So, I mean, all that makes it kind of memorable and stick in your mind a bit because of its simplicity. But at the same de- same degree, it's just too simple. I just find it's just a little flimsy and not really, not really a very good song. I don't think. But at the same token, it's just it's not offensive or anything like that. It's just there, really. Look, it's got a great little hook, the David Na David Na, and it's got the little drop. It's got the Jack Vision style dancer doing his thing <laughs> in a death drop. Um, again, song. The more you hear it, the more it gets stuck in your head. I do think the kind of lack of instant appeal of this song again i had a bit of a surprise to this winning mm. in belarus yeah um but it it definitely does i have been singing around the house this song many many times <laughs> and i don't even rank it that high yeah so it does get stuck in your head a lot mm. um so it might have if it had got through if Ooh. don't think so um but who knows um yeah earwormy is is a good kind of quality in, in this kind of environment yeah yep. totally and the fact that you know we had a song um in russian for Belarus, mm. I believe it was in Russian. Ooh. I believe. Don't Ooh. quote me on that. But <laughs> def- well, let's say a song not in English. Mm-hmm. Again, there wasn't that many this year, and I think that always stands out in a, mm. in a way for appeal as well. Um, now we did have two people put in the top ten. Oh, yeah. So we had two people had it in tenth. Uh, we had Ali and Aaron. Um, again, language got brought up for for that, and also the, the catchy hook appeal totally won people over mm-hmm. Aaron himself says it's simple but it's catchy and yeah, it's good that's true and yeah I'm surprised to see two people having a 10 I must say mm. I could not see the top 10 appeal of this but we all have very different tastes if you've seen as my Estonian 10th I cannot <laughs> judge anyone let's be fair that's true all right, for me, well, not so nowhere near the top 10, I'm afraid. 35th for this one. So, you know, towards the bottom end of the pack, but 
yeah. Not the worst. Not the worst. For me, it was 33rd. Uh, again, like, I do enjoy the song. I definitely, that d- d- does get stuck in my head. And look, I will listen to this in the future. Um, but 33rd, yeah. <laughs> pulling my face. Shaking my head, pulling my face, going, nah. I won't be listening to this one, I'll tell you. Okay, well, look, that that's it. That's down to 30th place. Yes. That's our first lot we've got through. 12 songs there, actually. Oh, we've taken out the trash nice and early, <laughs> nice and early well, on look, this we one. we do have to get through, and they all have their place <laughs> exactly. in the sun, you exactly. know, and we can see already we have a lot of songs. We had someone rank something fourth in here. We've had a lot of top 10 songs mm-hmm. for the Aussie Vision crew. So we all have very unique taste, and yes. I like that it all gets brought together. So our next episode will be 29 through to 20. That is correct. Excellent. Looking forward to that one. Can't wait to bring on the midfield of beige. <laughs> What's that going to come through there? But anyway, join us next week for that one. Uh, let us know what you think. Do you have, has the Aussie Vision team ranked something way too high or way too low? Mm, look forward to your comments. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Look after yourselves. Yeah. Take care, guys. See you later.